Hi, my name is Joe Bell, and I'm the program assistant at the Lakeshore Museum Center Historic Sites. Today, our podcast is going to do a deep dive into the life of one of the most fascinating members of the Hackley family, Lee Hackley Smith. Perhaps no name is more important or more recognizable in Muskegon than Hackley. Charles Hackley's life story is one that is very well known throughout the Muskegon community. One of his grandsons, Lee Hackley Smith, lived quite a life himself with plenty of ups and downs. Lee Hackley Hack Smith was born on Saturday, March 28, 1896. Lee was born in Muskegon, Michigan to his parents, Lee Barber Smith and Erie Hackley Smith. His mother, Erie, was the adopted daughter of Charles and Julia Hackley. Lee was nicknamed Hack due to his middle name of Hackley to help differentiate between his father and himself. Now, to prevent any confusion, I will be referring to Lee Hackley Smith as Hack Smith and to his father, Lee Barber Smith, as Lee Smith. Hack was the youngest of three children with Ethel Smith as the oldest and another sister, Helen Smith, in the middle. When Hack was born, he and his family of five were living in Muskegon in the old Hackley house on the corner of 8th and Webster. In 1905, the family then moved into the current Hackley house on the corner of 6th and Webster. But by 1910, the family had moved to Chicago. But they split their time between Chicago and Muskegon. Now this is where Hack and his family were until Hack left for college. Now despite living between Muskegon and Chicago, the Smith family also owned a cottage they would frequently visit in New Hampshire. There are numerous newspaper articles acknowledging members of the family leaving for or returning from the cottage. When Hack set off on his own and went to attend college, he decided to attend Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut. Now, it isn't clear as to when Hack first began to attend classes or what he was even studying, but he is listed as a Yale student on his World War I service record. Also, that World War I service record has Hack listed as a farmer from Modesto, California. Now, it is not entirely clear as to when the family had moved to California. It was in 1915 that Hack married Jeanette Thomas. Thomas was born about 1893 in Portland, Oregon, and it was also in Portland that the couple was married on May 19, 1915. Jeanette was about 22 years old, and Hack was only 19. It is unclear if Hack was enrolled at Yale when he was married. The young couple were married for only two years when Hack answered the call of duty. On September 25, 1917, he left to serve in World War I. Hack joined the American Field Service and specifically joined the Ambulance Service. He left Paris to train at Sandra Court Camp on October 20, 1917. As a member of the Ambulance Service, Hack was sent to the Western Front as his unit was attached to the 169th Infantry Division of the 9th French Army. The 9th French Army had an interesting background as it was formed on August 29, 1914 to fill a hole in the line between the French 4th and 5th Armies during the First Battle of the Marne. The 9th was then disbanded on October 5, 1914 and then reformed a few years later in 1918 to fight in the Second Battle of the Marne. It was most likely during the Second Battle of the Marne when Hack earned the first of his two service medals from the French military. On August 15, 1917, the Muskegon Chronicle published an article that read, quote, Lee Hackley Smith, son of the late B. Smith of Muskegon and grandson of Charles H. Hackley, has been decorated with the Croix de Guerre 
for gallant service as a member of the Ambulance Corps in service on the Western Front. The news has reached Muskegon in a letter to his uncle, Frank D. Smith, from his mother, Mrs. Erie L. Smith, who is now in California. Young Smith, having tried in vain to get in various branches of the government military service and being unable to pass the physical examination, finally enlisted in the Ambulance Corps and went to France at his own expense. He had been stationed on a quiet sector until the big battle was resumed last month. When he was moved into the thick of the fray, where, to use his expression, hell was let loose. His machine was smashed by a shell, and he was gassed by mustard gas, but came through the experience safely. A shell passed over his ambulance and exploded among a group of tired police, he writes. It was a terrible sight, and I cannot get used to it. The order conferring the French war cross on himself and the other drivers of his unit declared that it had assumed the evacuation of all the wounded with a rapidity, a discipline, and a devotion worthy of great praise. This, however, wouldn't be the only time he would win this award. In another Muskegon Chronicle article, this one dated November 21st, 1919, it tells the story of how Hack earned his second medal. Quote, For gallantry under a violent artillery fire and supervising the evacuation of the civilian inhabitants of a French city, Lee Hackley Smith of Muskegon has received a second citation and decoration with the French Croix de Guerre with palms. The citation is signed by General Patton, commander of the French armies in the last years of the war. Mr. Smith had already received a decoration of the Croix de Guerre for another exploit, and word of his second citation and decoration reached him only recently according to a letter received by his uncle, Frank D. Smith of Muskegon. His citation declares in part, he has assured in particular, under conditions wholly perilous, the evacuation of the inhabitants of Culchi de Chateau under an artillery fire the most violent. Further than the citation, Muskegon relatives are uninformed as to the circumstances of the exploit that won him his second honor. Following the two decorations, Hack was able to return home safely after the war ended on November 11, 1918. Unfortunately, it isn't abundantly clear what Hack was doing immediately following the conclusion of the war. It does not appear that he ever returned to Yale to complete his degree, as there are no records of him graduating or receiving one. We do know he returned to living in California. One thing that is abundantly clear, however, is Hack's love of travel. Following his service, Hack was off exploring the world on a regular basis. After coming back from Europe as a soldier, he quickly went back, but this time on vacation. Hack went to Cherbourg, Normandy, France during the summer of 1922. Along with visiting Europe, Hack pushed further east as he was listed on a ship's passenger list returning from, from Hong Kong that same year. Now about three years after this trip in 1925, Hack set off for Hawaii, sailing from San Francisco for Honolulu. Later that same year, Hack was listed on a ship's passenger list as returning from Havana, Cuba. It was sometime during this period when Jeanette and Hack divorced. There is not a known date yet for this split but it was sometime prior to May 3rd, 1927. Because on May 3rd, 1927, Hack married Betty Murray. Betty Murray was a successful actress and in one newspaper article was referred to as, quote, a startling success years ago as one of the Belasco girls. Belasco girl, presumably, is referring to famed theatrical playwright and director David Belasco. Unfortunately for Betty, her acting career was cut short due to her marriage to Hack. 
Betty's last appearance on the stage was in the play, The Last of Mrs. Cheney. After the final curtain dropped, Betty was informed her career was over due to her marriage. Betty and Hack would remain married until Hack's death. At the time of this marriage, Hack was living in 637 South Mariposa, Los Angeles, California. It seems as though Hack lived in California for most of his life so he could be close to his mother, Erie. In 1928, however, Hack began to explore the Pacific Northwest. It was at this time that Hack was looking to buy a seaplane to see the Pacific Northwest. Very quickly after this, Hack visited Juneau, Alaska with his mother, Erie, and their personal nurse, Mary Joyce. Hack was so enthralled by the Pacific Northwest that he began to search for an island to buy to act as his hunting ground and home. In 1930, Hack accompanied his mother on an Alaskan cruise aboard their yacht, the Stella Maris. It was on this trip that Erie discovered and bought the Twin Glacier Camp near Juneau. Erie bought the property as a second home for both summer and winter. Erie left her son in charge of the daily operations of the property. Hack may have been left in Alaska by his mother as an attempt to help him fight his addiction. At some point in his life, Hack developed an addiction to opiates, possibly morphine or heroin. It is unknown as to when this addiction began, but it became something that Hack struggled with for the rest of his life. It is also not clear if the relocation to Alaska helped or hurt Hack, but what is clear is the success of the camp itself. Hack was not isolated in Alaska, but worked the camp with Mary Joyce, the family's personal nurse. Erie would come and visit the camp relatively regularly. During his time here, Hack and Mary Joyce began to raise dogs that became well-respected sled dogs. In August of 1934, Hack left the camp to go on a hunting trip. The hunting group made it to Wrangell, Alaska, when on August 13, 1934, Lee Hackley Hack Smith died of a heart attack at only 38 years old. Soon after the sudden death of her son, Erie Smith sold the Twin Glacier Camp to their longtime friend and nurse, Mary Joyce. Today, the Twin Glacier Camp is known as the Taku Lodge. Now, it isn't clear as to when this name change took place, but it happened after Hack had passed. Now, after Hack's sudden passing, his wife, Betty Murray, sued for a share of Hack's estate. According to an article found in a Wisconsin newspaper in May of 1928, Betty had signed a paper which stated she renounced all rights to any of Hack's fortune. It is not clear what happened in this case, but the case of Hack's life is a curious one. Hack was born into a very well-off family and had all the opportunities in the world to succeed. Hack attended Yale, was a well-decorated World War I veteran, a world traveler, and a drug addict. Lee Hackley Hacksmith is one of the most fascinating characters in the Hackley story and one character that we are excited to keep researching. Thank you so much for listening. 